Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hi! Hello! How are you? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So grateful to be here. Let's give it up for that band. I love them. I love them. Go for it. Take it away. Oh yeah! Give it up for them. That's great. Give it up. Give it up. That is Jared W. and the Brothers Mark's Quintet. I tell you, they get better every week. I, it's it's amazing. Every time I hear that music, I start tapping my feet. They must know it. They must feel that energy coming back from me and how much they're energizing me that they just get better every week. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode, Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. Yes, I am Sabrina Miller, the host, the creator, the p- producer, the editor, the researcher, the writer, I don't know, I do it all. (laughs) Whatever label you want to put on for podcast, that's me, podcaster. Hey, there you go. It probably sums up everything. Anyhow, welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 29, I can't believe it. We're we're almost at 30. Wow, the time just seems to be flying by. Maybe because I've just been so busy the last three weeks (laughs) that I've been, I don't want to say struggling to get the episodes done, but I've been been pushing myself. I've been staying up a little later than I'd like. I've been getting up a little earlier than I want and just, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there and getting it done. Anyhow, thank you for joining us. As always, I really appreciate it. And if this is your first episode, welcome, welcome, welcome on this crazy uh, journey, podcast, uh, stream of consciousness conversation with one person, me, on my show. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to listen in the first, uh, what is this, about two, two and a half minutes now? (laughs) So thanks for not tuning us out. Return listeners, hi folks, how are you? So nice to have you back. Thank you so much for taking the time and downloading and listening or streaming or whatever you do to listen. Thank you. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. A little bit about last week's episode, uh, episode 28 for those math affectionados. Uh, It was just me documenting my feelings of being out and living full time for a year. And I hope you enjoyed that story. I realized in the editing process, I kind of just really rambled and babbled. And and I I don't know, it was really, I found it a challenge to edit, to be able to bring to you. So I have a feeling it was might be a little difficult or more difficult than some other episodes to listen to. So if that's your experience with last week's episode, I'm sorry. Thank you for coming back for more. I appreciate it. (laughs) But if you really enjoyed last week's episode, thank you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Just thank you all around. I'm just feeling so good today, this evening, or whenever you're listening. <laughs> so, uh, also in last week's episode, um, I, I I know I said this, but I wanted to really reiterate, and this is after the editing and reviewing process, that 
This is really, really, really just the beginning, even though it's been, well, now as I sit here and record this, over a year, but it's still just the beginning. And I know there is so much more for me to experience that I'm so, oh, scared and excited. Okay, quick tangent. <laughs> if you are a Stephen Sondheim fan, or even if you're not a Stephen Sondheim fan, if you're a musical fan or just a great story with music fan, check out Into the Woods. And I don't mean the newest movie that just came out in the last year or so. No, I mean the late 80s, early 90s Broadway uh, filmed Broadway show that they did. Bernadette Peters starred in it, uh, Joanna Gleason, Tom Alderidge, Chip Zian, uh, Danielle Furlong, uh, and I'm missing so many other wonderful people. But check it out, because the character of Little Red Riding Hood, after she's experienced, or not experienced, excuse me, uh, had an exchange with the Big Bad Wolf, one of her, her songs is... Uh, I know things now, meaning I've experienced life, but uh, part of the lyric, and Sondheim, such a lyricist, uh, uh, I can't think of the exact lyric because I'm recording right now, of course, but there's a lyric where it's excited and scared about the experiences and growing up and, and being you know, more of an adult than a child, and... Uh, and that just came to my mind right now because that's, that's how I feel. I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited and I'm a little scared about the future, but I know that it is the right path for me almost. Well, definitely every week there is at least one, two things, maybe more and maybe not every week, but almost every week there's something that comes up in my life that reaffirms things for me and says, yes, this is the right path for you, Sabrina. You can do it. And brief little tangent, part of that is you guys and seeing seeing the Facebook page have interactions and noticing the download count get grow higher every episode and noticing the Facebook likes increasing every few episodes and then the the messages, the private messages and emails that I get from you guys, you're part of what keeps me going and knowing that I can do this. So from the bottom of my heart, Thank you. Thank you. All right, so before we get too deep into this episode, I want to make a quick little announcement. I am not in my usual studio, Studio G. Nope, not there this week. Sorry, Garage. Studio G. Da -da. <laughs> anyway, um, that's for longtime listeners. You know that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of mobile right now and using a very secondary microphone that I have. And so if my audio quality sounds a little off, that's why. Bear with me on this episode, because next episode, I have every intention of being back in Studio G on my regular mic. So enough of that. Moving forward. Also, in regards to last week's episode, uh, during the Trans 30-Day Challenge, it asked, you know, what's your rock anthem? And I explained a little bit about it, but I also realized I left out the fact that I am horrible with uh, matching song titles to artists. And, I mean, not all artists, obviously. I named some, but and I talk about certain artists. But in general, you know, somebody will say, hey, do you like that song? And I'll say, I don't know. I've never heard that. So I'm pretty bad with titles as well. And then they'll say, oh, it's this song. Or they'll play it for me. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the title of that song. That's a great song. Or they'll say, hey, do you know the artist or the band or the whatever name? It's such and such. And I'll say, never heard of them. Really? 
although you do the song, and I'll be like, hey, I love that song, oh, I didn't know that band played that song. So that's how it's been my entire life. I'm horrible, horrible with bands and names and songs and things like that, unless... I really know the artist, like some of the ones I've mentioned in the past of this show, or certain specific songs. But music in general, I got a hard time matching. Hard time matching. And even if I know it, I sometimes confuse it. So I forgot I meant to mention that. It's just one of the weird things about me. Also, I found it so hard to pinpoint one or even two songs to answer that question. Uh, or to be my anthem, because I I work off of feelings and moods. So if somebody says, hey, here's a mood, here's how I'm feeling, I'll come up with a song that way, or a song to play that way. Um, Or, you know, how am I feeling? What's my mood? Or what mood do I want to be in? You know, that's, that's my thing about music. So I've realized I forgot to mention that last time, and I wanted to get that out to you guys. Now, if you haven't heard last episode, go check it out. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's a pivotal episode, one year out, and then this rock anthem thing I'm talking about. So check it out if you can. All past episodes can be found at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. You can follow me. I don't want, I don't have a Twitter for the show. I just, I barely tweet, but you can follow me if you want. I'm at Sabrina Miller 41 on Twitter. And uh, really all, all you need to go do is go to the website. We've got links for everything you need. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, like I said. Oh, hey, there's an audience survey there. Take a couple minutes and take that if you would. Uh, We also have uh, our Amazon affiliate link and our PayPal donate button. So if you feel so inclined to use those, please, please do help support the show. And, you know, I think that's just about it. Let's get moving into the main topic. Alright, main topic, as the title of the episode says, Conversation with Caitlin G. Now, uh, Caitlin G has been a long time, long time fan of the show. And uh, we, big interactive person on the Facebook page and private message. And we just started a great conversation. And I said, hey, let's plan a time to record you for the show. Now, that was back like at Thanksgiving. (laughs) So it's been a while. Well, I finally got it set up. I finally found the time to sit down with her and record this wonderful conversation that you're going, you're about to hear. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to let you know, we're going to skip the 30 day challenge for this episode. I'm not going to answer one of those and I'm not going to bring in some secondary topic. I I, just, I don't want to waste the time. I don't want to make the episode, you know, three hours long. So, or even two hours or even an hour and a half. So, so we're going to skip those couple things and uh, we'll get them back after the conversation's done. They'll be back in a future episode. I promise they're not going away forever. I still got plenty of things to answer on this 30-day challenge. We're just over halfway through. So anyway, we're going to skip those sections, and we're going to get right to this conversation. Now, when we recorded this conversation, uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was Skype. I don't know if it was my system, because my system was kind of wonky. It kind of, I don't want to say it froze, but it hiccuped a couple times. And then Skype did its own hiccup a couple times. So I cleaned up our conversation with editing and, you know, audio processing as much as I could. But there are still some anomalies that you're going to hear 
you know, here, there, throughout the thing. I hope they don't distract. They didn't distract during my editing, so I'm hoping they don't distract you guys while you listen. But that's what's uh, about to happen. And before we get to that, Caitlin, thank you so, so very much for, uh, well, reaching from the moment you first reached out and started enjoying the podcast and interacting with me all the way through till when we recorded our conversation. And which is about a month ago from our production schedule, but you know, that's how podcasts are. So our conversation is like a month old, but we didn't talk about anything topical. It was just trans history and how, how life is treating us as trans women early in our transition. So thank you, Caitlin. And also I realized I may have stepped on some of your words and I'm so, so sorry. Like I mentioned a moment ago, Skype was acting up and I had a hard time hearing some things. So I'm, I'm public apology right here. So, so sorry. And in future episodes with future guests, wink, wink, if you'd want to be on the show, get in touch with me. But uh, I will do a better job at trying to listen and not stepping so much on so many words. All right, enough of that. Let's get on with this conversation. Let's go. Love technology, but at least it's on our side. That's that's the thing I like. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. I may have some weird other things, but I think we're good. Uh, well, I, I cut you off. What were you about to say? Nothing wrong with being a perfectionist. Uh, well, it, it, believe it or not, uh, the the little bit of extra time spent on the audio quality is what makes a podcast a podcast. I don't know how many you listen to, but I've listened to a, a good number. And if you don't just take that little bit of extra time, it misses. You lose it. So that's me. I listen to you, another transgender one, and every once in a while I'll listen to the, the Nerdist podcast. I listen to the Nerdist podcast, I, I, and I'm very select. I, it's like if I know the person or if I recognize the name or whatever their little tidbit says, and I look them up, and I'm like, oh, you're an interesting person. I'll listen to you. That's when I'll listen, but usually I skip the episodes. Yeah, that's, that's the way, same with me. If it's something – if he's talking about something or someone's on that, that you know seems interesting to me, then, then I'll listen, but um, – but the two transgender ones are the ones that I um, – yours and this other one are – Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and it's kind of funny because they're totally different. You well, know, yours is more like the transition, which I really enjoy. Okay. You, we had a little Skype hiccup there. Mine was what? Yours is more of like a personal, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, – um, the other one is more um, has to do with transgender news and what's going on and stories and. Okay, so I listen to Trans Fantastic, and I listen to what is the name? Transition Transmission. That's it. Yeah, you know I like Transition Transmission, but sometimes their rambles and their tangents and their arguments I can't relate to, so I tune out until I hear something else. And it gets a little tiring sometimes. That's the only thing I can say about them. Other than that, I love that show. They were the first one I found. They were, they were the first one that I found that I was listening to thinking, you know, I think 
I am. Plus, I also followed Amber. Fuck. Ten years ago, when she was an admitted crossdresser, um, with her, I guess then wife. I don't know her whole story. I mean, I hear things now that I fill in from what I had recognized before. But I remember watching her YouTube stuff when she was like one of the first people on YouTube, trans people on YouTube. Although it didn't have the word trans then. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was my first. Uh... You know, like when I first came out and then I started searching and, you know, then it was all of a sudden like, oh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, I did the, you know, put transgender in and found them and, you know, started listening. And then soon after that, you know, yours came along. and Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, So you just recently discovered podcasts. Yes. Cool. I'm, well, I'm glad I'm part of that uh, that first, you know, usually 10 podcasts that you start to listen to. Because I, I discovered them, oh, shit, five so years ago. And I, I knew what they were, and I didn't know really how to find them except on iTunes. So finally when I, I got uh, 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 the iPod and I signed up for iTunes and I got iTunes and I imported my music and did all that, I got to love it because that's when I found podcasts and I went, oh, this is amazing. This is what they meant. And from the moment I started listening, I, I kept thinking, I can do something like this. I can do a show. I can put something out on a regular basis. I can do this. And then then the thought was, what can I put out? What can I put out? And that was before I came out to myself. So comedy and entertainment was where I come from. So that's where that uh, previous show of mine, the Random Variety Show, came from. And I then I came out trans and said I need to share my story because there's not enough that are just uh, positive. You know, you can do this. Don't hear all the negative crap that comes in. You know it's there. Be aware of it. Don't be oblivious to it, but realize that you don't have to live your life around that and just live your life. And that's where this show spawned from. So I'm glad that it worked out for you. So um, when did you let, let, let's hear this story about finding podcasts? Cause it seemed to be that it either was right after you came out or helped you come out. Well, actually what had happened is uh, I actually got, um, hired, you know, because I was uh, I went to school uh, for medical billing and was doing an internship, uh, which I did get hired for. And I wasn't out at work yet, but then when I got the job, of course, the first thing I had to do was the you know get the phone, you know, uh, and so I got myself uh, an iPhone and. You know, right on the the iPhone, you know, there's a thing for podcasts, and it was just like, oh, this is interesting. Oh yeah, and, and so it it became, you know, let's see, you know, I'm transgender. Let's look that up, and and that's no where it all, yeah, that's where it all started. And, I know what you mean about finding podcasts because I searched it out and was overjoyed when the iPhone came out, and you can combine the two. Uh, and yeah, putting it all together in the podcast app made it easier to find, but as a listener that likes to listen in sequential order, made it a little more challenging. So I 
put it in my own playlist and play it through my iPhone, but that's a whole different story. I don't want to talk about that on mic. But the thing that uh, I want to I want to mention is that we uh, both used the podcast transition transmission. Uh, in in our coming out process, because you came out, then discovered podcasts and said, well, let's search for transgender. Here's one. And I did basically the same thing. Let me learn more about this whole transgender thing. I'll search it out in podcast form. And I found them oh, probably two years ago, if not more. It was they, they had done a handful of shows already, so I knew I had a backlog to listen to. Probably about seven or so. I don't I really don't remember. Because it was so long ago, and uh, yeah, no, that one and Transpantastic are probably my two favorite uh, uh, trans-based podcasts that I listen to myself. Well, it was just you know, with me, kind of, it, I just was absorbing anything transgender I could get my hands on. Yeah, whether, yeah, that's exactly what I did two years ago, or well, shit, for longer than that. But yes, with podcasts, yes, podcasts, uh, YouTube, makeup videos, books. Yep. Anything and everything I could find my hands on that we're going to, um, you know, I was looking for tools and and experiences and um, what not to do, what to do, what what kind of, you know, hormones and right. surgeries and um, support groups and Facebook and just anything I could get my hands on that was transgender um, was a good thing in uh, I just ate it up. And that was before you came out to yourself or, or as you were coming out to yourself? Um, it was pretty much I came out to myself, I would say, about four years ago. Oh, well, and, okay. Tell and, us about that. And I knew that, you know, I kept saying the, the you know, at first I was I did the cross-dresser. You know, um, I, I was pretty much... Um, that's what I thought I was. But yes, I did I, the same thing. But I kept saying over and over again, you know, I'd had that dysphoria and then the term transgender came around and I was just like, this is me. You know, I do feel like something, this is something I want to do. So, um, you know, I, this was the time of, you know, uh, chat rooms and stuff like that. So I got online and, and you made myself a profile and, um, started talking to, um, a woman, but I was out as transgender on this and she seemed cool with it. So I met her and, um, I even was going to transition. Um, this so, is four years ago. Yeah. Wow. And, and so, um, we actually got married, and um, but then the realization sunk in. You know, she wasn't as cool with it as she thought she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I've mentioned before, they, they, those loved ones in our lives they go through their own transition themselves, and slowly it became. Um, excuse after excuse why I couldn't transition and it was like more and more of it was being put back in the closet. It sounds like my ex from 10 years ago that, or longer actually, but uh, yeah, wow. 
Um, yeah. it, I, I, the reason I wanted to lead off with you sharing your story is because just through our private messaging, email, and through Facebook and all that, uh, I noticed and you noticed the, the, the immediate similarity in stories of, of both of our journeys, at least in that starting frontier, <laughs> you might say. And so right. I knew when I wanted to get you on the show, because we talked about that too, and I said, okay, since we're so similar, I'm going to get her start talking about her coming out to herself and then moving forward because I, it seems that we have a very similar thing. And lo and behold, hot damn, aside from maybe how long things lasted, dependent upon how each uh, our each individual experiences lasted, it seems like the only difference. I was with my ex for seven and a half years. It sounds like you were much less than that. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, it's... Um it was a really dark time for me. Oh yeah. Oh uh, God. Yeah. 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 It's a dark. I, I know that darkness. And you know, um, I did get, uh, where I did attempt, uh, suicide. That darkness it, can lead there. I'm glad you didn't. Thank you for choosing the other path. Good for you. You made a wise yeah. choice, dear. And then, you know, basically I, kind of found out that this relationship wasn't conducive to my mental health Yeah, because I, I kind of learned that's when, um, you know, I found therapy, you know, was just a godsend, you know. Did you find therapy in uh, uh, the the online life that you kind of d- uh, dove into when you were first coming out, as we mentioned earlier? Because the YouTube videos and the, the the podcasts and blogs and all that, did you feel that that was part of your own therapy? Because I certainly did. Before I came out to myself, that was the closest thing to therapy. Yeah, it was. It, it was, but it wasn't like good enough. You know, oh, no, 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 not at all. But it's a great starting point, I think. Oh, I think. Oh yeah, it's because you, you realize because you know for for a long time it, you feel so alone and so. Like this is only happening to you. Yeah, that's and true. That, that when you see, you know, all these other people that are uh, going through the same things that that, and we do very, you know, I I've talked to uh, quite a few transgender people, and we do have similar stories. You know, different uh, but similar, all in the same moment of time. That's that's the thing I find amazing because. Even though they're so similar, we all feel alone. And I think that comes from, um, especially with me and you, being older transgender people where we've hid or chose to uh, not show that self. You know, in my case, I just chose to hid because that's what I thought I was supposed to do, you know. (laughs) I always thought this was going to be a phase. I grew out of this. You know, I tried to do the normal things. Oh, I'm supposed to date women and um, I'm supposed, you know, I'm supposed to get married and and have children. And, uh, you know, but then the cross-dressing would always, you know, I did. I was one of those people that would buy. I have like huge amounts of clothes and then on one day I would purge. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. I've read those stories. I've and, read those stories. 
And I, I like I have six. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like I have a, for listeners that might be just joining us, you know, for the first episode this time, uh, welcome. And now back to our conversation. I I collected and I never purged, except when uh, my ex and I broke up, and I needed to let go of not just my cross dressing things or some of my cross dressing things, but a lot of other things, material things in my life. I haven't shared this story yet, and I'm still not debating if I'm going to. That's why I'm just hinting on the moment in time that I was at. And really, as I look back, it's kind of foggy because I kind of want it that way. But uh, what I remember purging was only about a quarter, a third, somewhere right there of my stuff. Because I still have a lot of things that I look back and go, my God, I still have this? Holy shit. I'll never fit in this anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, I want it since, since you brought up... Uh, Age. I, I just just so our listeners know, and I know, if you'd like to share, I am forty two years old. Oh, it was the exact same age. Yay! Okay, yeah. So we are holy shit. We essentially led the same life with our own little tangents and craziness. That is so awesome. <laughs> I, you are the person that I was searching for when I was searching for answers on the internet. I finally found you. Hi. Hello. But you know what I mean? Yes. In I, searching I, for that person? Yes. God that, damn. That that connection that, oh my God. I'm not alone. So, ultimately, it took you this long to realize that you're not. It took me this long to realize I'm not. So, yes, holy Christ, you and I are, uh, you know, parallel... Transgender women, that's just awesome to me. So, yeah, the age, the F, F finally coming out to yourself. So you did it four years ago. I, I was, I was, did it in, uh, well, probably spent the last 12, 10 to 12 years of my life coming out to myself, but till I, you know, officially came out to myself, as I've explained in previous early episodes, uh, was uh, 2013. And, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, it's huge. It's huge for me. It was, it was, it, for me, it was like a burden lifted off my shoulders and then another burden put on because now I needed to tell the world. Exactly. And that was, you know, with the suicide attempt, it kind of forced my hand, um, because, uh, in my life, um, there was one other time when I, uh, tried and, Suicide that, or transition? Uh, well, I actually tried uh, transition once once earlier, but that's yeah, a whole me too. Worms. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, so that many is. similarities. That's so awesome. And I'm so glad you found my show. Thank you so much. And thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Not a problem. Oh, so the moment I started this and you found this show, you knew how... Uh, kindred, we'll, we'll say, um, the the tales that I would share would be with your own um, journey. That's you're the listener. That's you're the one I make this podcast for, Caitlin. You and everyone like you. Thank you so much. Wow, this I'm just overwhelmed. It's perfect. How you know, <laughs> perfect is it that it took however long in each of his journeys to get at this moment in time? Hot damn. 
it's just a shame you're 2,000 uh, miles away. Yes, it is wonderful. Okay, so enough for that. <laughs> let's let's get back on track. And uh, uh, so you, you, the last thing you were saying, and I sorry to interrupt that, was uh, your previous uh, att- attempt at suicide. Not your previous attempt at transition, but uh, suicide. And I'm glad you chose wisely again. And that was, I was about 16, um, and it was right after prom. Wow, that's wow. Okay, that's a long. That's 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 young. Yeah, and it was a day after prom, and that I um, couldn't deal with what was before me because I was like um, in such pain because at prom I wanted to be, you know, all the girls around me were in these beautiful gowns and having the time of their life and you know it was like every one of them was a princess on their own and I wanted to be that yeah yeah there was that that feeling it was just like you know what is wrong with me because I'm supposed to be male but yet these things that are you know totally female I this is feels right to me it feels like something i want and something i need and 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 i just i couldn't deal with it you know, that that dichotomy in myself i and um so i tried and but i was able to hide the fact that i tried and well, that's good that's good and I mean, it's also bad. Somebody should have noticed and gotten you the assistance. But I, I since we are the same age, I I can understand and, that back you know, then there was no assistance. And and like what I would like to say to to your listeners is, you know, um, being forty two and you know transitioning now, you know, it's like uh, whatever you have to do, do it. You know, I, and I mean that by you know, these thoughts that you have, get help, you know, learn the warning signs. If you see yourself going down that path, that's why like support groups and um, we lose way too many of um, our brothers and sisters to, to suicide. Yeah. Yeah. We do. And, and, you know, if, if you need help, um, there, get it you know there's numbers even just trans um talk lines that could give give you the help you know even if you're in a bad place um uh where your parents aren't very accepting and that kind of stuff you know um because because it does get better you know um you know if your parents aren't accepting get yourself a job and uh, move to a place that's that's more accepting. Uh, you know, it. That goes and, back to the episode of having a checklist. You gotta if you if this is your goal, yeah, you, you gotta start setting yourself up for success. It's not going to come overnight. And yeah, that's a lot easier said than done. But that's the easiest way to do it. But yeah, you have to have that plan. You have to. It is so important that. Um, you know, that you, when you, cause, cause there's that, like when you come out to yourself, there's that, I want it now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, you just, 
you want to tell the world, you want to, you know, be out and do all this stuff, but you, you have to do it safely. You have to do it wisely. You, you know, you have to make sure that, you know, if you do transition at work, you know, that you're solid where you work. Right. You have HR on your side. You have all your ducks in a row. And then you say, this is what's going to happen. And this is the time it's going to happen. And my name and pre- gender preferences are this and blah, blah, blah. And you tell them everything you need to know, which is part of the checklist. And then you follow through. Exactly. And, and um, you know, even with uh, telling your family, you know, finding that um, – person in your family that's going to support you the most, you know, I think is key because then you can use that person to help you tell other people. They can be your cheerleader. They can be your support system because they will be the closest person to say to the other people, this is what you are experiencing and this is why you're saying this and they're going to be your biggest cheerleader. Rebecca's that way for me and I feel very blessed. And, you know, I'm very blessed that, you know, my family has... Um, supported me through this. That's wonderful to hear. Um, And again, it's usually our biggest fear that, you know, our family isn't um, going to support us. And that was my biggest fear growing up. It was one of mine. Absolutely one of mine. And, you know, when I think of one of everybody's out there, to be honest, family is a tough thing. And that's, that creates a lot of, uh, well, for me, it was fear, you know, because I didn't think they would kick me out. But I didn't think they would really take care of me. You know, they, you know, here, here's 50 bucks. Go to a motel and, you know, live your life. I don't want you living here. Yeah, that was my biggest fear as well. Crazy. I remember um, when I was little, I was about nine years old. Um, my mom had just found my stash of my sister's and my mom's things. This oh, well, thank God. that. See, that I was so careful with never happened. Oh, this I was, thought it did. I thought it did, but this was it like didn't. the third or fourth time I was caught. Oh wow! And so my dad basically came to my room and he sat me down and he's just like, you know, this has got to stop. You know, you taking your mom's and sister's things, and he basically, you know, um, do you want your own female stuff? Wow. And, like, now I know that he was being um, supportive and um, honest. But back then, you know, I quickly, no, 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 you know, because um, I thought it was a big trick. Like, yeah. I, like, like I was going to say yes. And, and, you know, he's like, I caught you. And, you know, because I was that paranoid of – my family's love of, of losing that love and just – I don't know how to put it, but, you know, when I came out to my family, you know, uh, and them saying, so, this is not a big deal. Yeah, we accept you, you know, and that made the the, the difference, you know. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I had a, I think I've shared it, a very similar family experience where uh, I had recently come out and then there was already a pre-planned family uh, uh, expedition <laughs> gathering 
And I said, out of respect for the reason that we're gathering, because it was made, the plans were made before I came out, I will be presenting mail during that time. And then a couple of my family members were like, you know, you just came out, you're living your life as your own for, by that time, when this thing happens, two, three months, I don't remember, uh, why, why go backwards for that? And I went, well, all right. So when I finally got there, everybody was totally accepting and, and uh, apologetic for, for misgendering or misnaming or anything like that. And it was, it was, it was a good experience. I was, I was surprised. So that family support really makes it, makes it, or, or breaks it in the beginning, I think, because uh, I think for me, it was fear of them not accepting. And I know if they didn't accept, well, shit, I think I've said this before. One of the catalysts of my coming out was the passing of my mom, that relief or burden or thought process or whatever. The fact that her reaction would never occur was was a burden lifted from my shoulders, and it allowed me to say, you are a trans woman, and then come out. And I can't say that, like, the death of my father, you know, made me come out, but um, it had me moving forward with the relationship with the girl that um, would become my wife and ex-wife eventually. Right, right. So his passing allowed you to be with her? Is that what I understood? Yeah, because it it basically kind of wanted – I just, you know, thought it was time for me to take it to the next level – um, you know, this is something that I wanted and I was going to transition and, um, again, it just didn't happen and cause things just kind of fell apart. And yeah, I've got that story too. It just falls apart. The uh, financial's not there. Support's not there. Timing doesn't feel right. Work's not on board. Yeah. That's so many, you're not, you don't feel prepared to, to start uh, addressing the world as your true self. Yeah, I, that, I've noticed that in in similar stories I've I've read in blogs, uh, where the person enjoys a, a part of their life as a cross dresser and going out. I mean, going getting dressed, going out either to clubs or you know amusement parks or whatever their personal things are, and then you know they come back home and everything goes off and the mail comes back and everybody's you know quote unquote happy. And that occurs for a while, and then it just seems that it's not right. And then eventually we all come out. Because that was my journey thus far, in a a nutshell, personally. (laughs) Without getting into major details, that's been it so far. And I see a lot of similarity in other trans women, uh, regardless of, well, not regardless of their age, but older trans women, probably women that, in their 30s to our age or older? Well, yeah, because I, I just feel like, um, especially with older, you know, um, 
we're more seasoned. We're we're wiser. Yeah, Plus, we're life experience. You, you you've you've just the simple fact that we are older. We have worked at a job, or you know, we're looking for work, or whatever your history is. Going to school. You know, some people do different things, but ultimately, you've got more time doing that than somebody that's ten years younger than you. It's just the facts. So it's not like you are trying to show up people or think that you're better. It's just you've got a little more water under that bridge. There's a little more uh, life experience. So you can judge things and feel things a little bit differently. That's how I feel. Well, plus two, it's just being older. You feel like um, like the time is now, you know, because like if you don't do it soon, it you're going to miss your chance again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you don't do it now, then it may never happen again because you're not getting any younger. It's kind of funny, like in the the Facebook groups I see, you know, um, I'll see these young trans women, uh, usually it's trans women, and uh, they'll be like, is is like 25 too late to transition? Oh, geez. Yeah, I've seen those too. And I've, I, in the beginning, I was responding, no, honey, it's not. And then I got a response of, yeah, but your pictures, blah, 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 you know, negative, whatever. And I'm like, oh, Christ. You know, it was all, it was all uh, uh, negative crap about, you know, facial features, more masculine male, male uh, blah, facial features, which I'm sorry, go look at some cisgendered women. Go look at some cisgendered women, and some of them look pretty damn male to me. So, whatever. And so I, I stopped leaving those comments, but yeah. Uh, it's 25. Yes, 25 is perfect. Do it. Do it. I thought I was going to when I was your age, and now I wish I had. I just think it's wonderful. Like, you know, I really think that in the future, like, uh, transgender women like us being 40 and transitioning is going to be a thing of the past. Because, oh, yeah. Because, you know, they can transition when they're they can stop them going through the wrong uh, uh, puberty and get them to go to the right puberty. And, you know, the, the results are just astonishing. You know, you you can't even tell that, you know, this person was born male. Right. And, and, that's, and that's just because it's prepubescent. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal is to change the puberty of, of our genders. Because basically until a, a human body hits puberty – I mean, you know, big time puberty, nothing is different aside from the obvious, <laughs> you know, people have the same, you know, young kids have the same similar features and it's not until puberty that things really start to change. And at that point, that's when all the hormones kick in. So if you come out to yourself, family before that moment in time, or just as that moment in time is starting to happen. And when I say moment in time, I'm talking about basically from, well, shit, I went through puberty, serious puberty. Probably I started at 12 and really, really I didn't feel balanced, as balanced as I could until <laughs> probably early 20s, probably 22. So that's the puberty I'm talking about. So if any time between, you know, 12 and 22 that you decide that you want to transition is probably a perfect time and do it if you can 
And I think that's going to happen because you'll start discovering yourself. You'll be like, wait, this doesn't make sense. The same things you and I went through. I remember secretly dressing in high school, not in school, but at home. I'd get home after be in that hour or two, dress a little, and then change and be ready for dinner. Oh, yeah. I have those memories as well of, you know, taking the time. The basement was uh, where I did most of my dressing because that's where uh, my parents kept uh, our old clothes before they would go to, like, Salvation Army or – Okay, yeah. So um, when there was those bags down there, you know, I would um, come home from school and, you know – Mom is busy cooking dinner, and okay, I'm going to go downstairs, and you know, and I dress for a while and have fun, and and it was quiet and safe, and and then you know it'd be dinner time, and come up, and like no one was the wiser. Yeah, basically the same. I mean, different locations. I didn't have a basement, <laughs> but I, I had my room. I mean, I remember waiting one late night. Till everybody had gone to bed. And I think I set an alarm for like two just to have a chance to, to, to wear something for a few hours and then take it off in the morning. I remember doing that a couple of times, but I don't remember the specifics. But those are, are you know, we're, we're just trying, we're feeling ourselves out, you know, we're right. Right. For me, it was, it was still, it was, I, I can say this because I'm looking back at the time I was so confused. I couldn't put any words on it. But for me, it was trying to figure out if it was right or wrong because culture and society and family was telling me that it was wrong, but it felt so right. So that's, that's where I was at that time. I think I, I kind of agree with that. It's just like there's that, you know, people won't accept this in you, but yet. Why does it feel so, so right? So correct. Yeah. Yeah. And these are, you know, this is back when we didn't even have words like transgender or. Uh, no. Nothing like that. You had transsexual, cross-dresser, transvestite. Um, those are the official. Then you had all the, the slang, you know, tranny. um I don't remember when the term uh, uh, she-male started to come around, but, I mean, it's always been associated with the pornography. Same thing with he-she. Um, I don't remember when I start, first started hearing lady boy, but that's always been more associated with Asian uh, uh, trans women. It, it was, it, And that's my point. It was all brought into sexual fetish. So for me, well, if I like this, then this must be my sexual fetish. And so that's where my brain was wrapping around. It's like, okay, well, if this is a sexual fetish, I must, you know, be excited by this. And, 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 it, and it was, don't get me wrong, my, my ex and I were, had a healthy sexual relationship for a period of time, not near the end, <laughs> but we did. And... It, it, it felt right. It wasn't wrong because we were, you know, together and had fun and everything else. But I, it was it was at that point that I realized that dressing wasn't a total sexual thing. And that's actually the first time I tried to transition. As I've mentioned a couple times in this show, I had that attempt. And because without support or financial support, I couldn't do it. And 
that's a whole other story for another time. But it, it was so surrounded by sexual fetish that I had a hard time wrapping my mind around, is this correct to feel or am I just some sort of sexual deviant? And that didn't make me feel good. So that was my struggle uh, up until, well, basically they came up with the word transgender to include every, everybody under the sun that, as I've stated before, bends the, the gender binary. So that when, when that term became more accepted is when I was able to accept it more in myself. In college, um, I'll get into this story, is the first time I decided to transition. And I was about 18, and I met someone at college who kind of saw the the facade, beneath the facade that I was showing people. And, and this was um, a male or female person? It was uh, outwardly. Male. You don't know if it was trans. <laughs> a what? Uh, male. Okay. Okay. And he basically um, helped me to accept that this is who I was, and um, to um, you know not be afraid to show the world you know who I was. You know, go out dressed, and and so. Um, this was at college. I went to uh, Southern Illinois University, and I went dressed, and I lived on campus, and I was going to meet him on on campus somewhere, and then we would just walk home. And but there was this part right off the 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 path to the the campus where there was a bridge, and um, a lot of people would hang out there and drink and do all sorts of stuff. And, um, well, to put it, uh, you know, it was a totally different time. And, of course, I was outed and uh, beaten pretty severely. Oh, um, I'm so sorry to hear that. Not by the guy that was encouraging you. No, no, no. Okay, no, good, not by good, him. good, good, good. It was just some some jocks that were hanging out at the bridge, you know. Yeah, yeah, jocks. Yeah. I hate them. And, and you know, um, well, I hate that jock mentality. I shouldn't say I hate jocks. It's too general, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah, the, you I know, that or... that that jerky. I'm gonna beat you up just because you're different, or you make me you, you're you're funny, or you're not normal, or yeah, I had a. I had a fair share of people like that, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. And so, of course, you know, when I was taken to the hospital, of course, there was, you know, arm was put in a sling, and oh my, know. wow. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. That's... And um, I remember going home like a week later, and uh, basically, I told my parents I had gotten into a. A car accident. Oh, wow. It was that bad? You couldn't say that somebody beat you up at a bar? Um, well, I just didn't want any um, – because I didn't want – you know, because then there would have been like, oh, well, why didn't you tell the cops? And, oh, okay. It, right. You didn't want a paper trail. You didn't – okay. All right. Yeah. It, Protect it, your ass to, so that you're not transgender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. then it's just like you have to explain why you were, you know – yeah. 
Yeah. Where the clothes? Where are the clothes you were wearing? And right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and why did you file a report? And yeah, all yeah. those questions. So yeah, so to I keep it easy, watch, I just hid. You know, I kept silent. I. Uh, I now, learned, if I can ask, when what year was this? What year is this thereabouts? How long um, ago? Probably talking about ninety. Nineteen ninety. Okay. Okay. I was in high school at that time. I was I was uh, just graduating. That was my senior year, ninety to ninety one. No, ninety one to nine. Ninety to ninety one was my senior year. So so yeah. If you were in college, that would make sense because I I I had to repeat a grade. I had to take kindergarten twice because I went from a public school to a private school. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I mean. Don't 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 fret on it. I don't really care because I was 18 my entire senior year, and I graduated in '91, which was the year of a palindrome. And we have lived through two palindromes, which would be 1991 and 2002. And the next one's not going to happen till 2112. So not going to see that. I don't think. <laughs> if I do, hey. Awesome. Yay, medicine. But I'm being realistic. Uh, so so I, I, I'm kind of odd, and I find that that whole palindrome thing is kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, and I remember, I remember that time in my life as well. It was, it was I, I was so in the closet that I didn't do anything in fear that somebody would find out. I didn't have a stash of clothes. I, had, I would borrow something and put it back immediately or the next day, and then, uh, you know, be satisfied for a while, and then find the next time that I could find some alone time, grab some clothes, try them on for a little bit, put them away. And I didn't really get a chance to dress until I was actually in my mid early early 20s when I was kind of living with roommates. Well, after this incident, uh, I went two years without touching or... You know, because whenever I had the feeling, it was just like kind of like uh, a quick reminder. Oh, you remember when you did this? And, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. Have a flashback to. Hey, you don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I can respect two years. I I I hid because I didn't think uh, people would accept really. But it's it's a totally different time now. I mean, it is. It's night and day. It's night and day. That that twenty years, thirty years ago was so different than what we're experiencing now in two thousand fifteen. And even just ten years ago, had the resources that are available in two thousand fifteen been available in two thousand five, I most definitely would have transitioned then. It would have been harder because parents were alive and things like that, all the little pieces that I've said in the past that have you know brought me to coming out to myself and moving forward on this. But I, I was looking for it. Oh. The answers that I was able to find now, I was looking for, started looking for, I think it was 2003, 2003 or 2004 when my ex and I were going through a certain period of time and that's when I know that I was dressing and going out and experiencing life and that's when I said to her I want to transition and and she she was supportive but you know not really so but that's another story I don't want to get into it right now 
and so that's why I couldn't couldn't transition because the information and the resources that are there now weren't there, and that's just ten years ago. So I'm excited to see where we are ten years from now. What's available then? Yep. Yeah, it's it's the age of trans. <laughs> I mean, to to make it to make it in you know in light, it's there's so many trans things happening now. It's remarkable. I love it. It's well, I have a feeling it's either going to be really really good or it's going to be really really bad. Well, I think it's going to be both. In the areas where it's very positive right now, like here in San Diego, where uh, I'm blessed to be able to live in this city because. Uh, well, even just this state, the the laws here are uh, very pro-trans. I will say, uh, just in in bathroom use and uh, other things that I, I'm lucky. Uh, the resources with the LGBT center specifically, and then other resources that are out there. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a good place to be. If you're trans is, is really what I'm trying to say. I mean, uh, you're in Chicago. How is it there? How is the trans community there? Uh, it's, it's good here. You know, we I would have, expect it to be. Uh, uh, the, the laws are, are, are for you. Uh, we have a very strong uh, LGBT community uh, here in Chicago. So uh, the support is here, you know, uh, there's quite a few doctors and uh, you know all that all the stuff that you need to transition are here in Chicago so uh, it's wonderful but you hear the stories of you know I mean all you got to do is you know open up a newspaper or go online and listen to the news to hear all this stuff about these cities that are trying to do uh, bathroom bills and uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've seen those pop up on my Facebook feed, and they they make me so upset. I I I, I try to not to ignore them, but I don't get involved with them. You know, I read the positive things, then because it's like, yes, this is what happened. Or Rebecca will fill me in on what's going on with that in different states. Because my thought is, well, get your shit together. Realize that it's just a person that's going to use the bathroom. They're not there to pick up on anyone. They're not there to spy on anyone. They're not there to make the world uncomfortable. They're there to just urinate. Possibly number two. But most people I know try not to do that in a public restroom, and I respect that. But that's it. Maybe also wash your hands. Maybe check your makeup. Okay, you know, that's part of the process of going to the restroom. That's all they're there to do. And, exactly. and, and guys in the, in, the, in the guys' room, they're just there to go to the bathroom, use the facility, wash their hands, maybe straighten their hair, tie, shirt, you know, whatever, tie a shoe, I, I don't know, and then go on their merry way. They're not there to check out people's junk. They're not there to have a conversation unless they walk in together talking, you know, because sometimes my wife and I will finish a conversation or I've seen women, friends, whatever – talking as they come in they finish a statement i've also seen it where people talk through the stalls have you have you have you experienced that yet yes it's what i don't want to know what you're doing i mean unless it's a quick something i get that hey is there toilet paper on your side yes i get that here here share share 
I get that. You know, you got a tampon or something. I, I get that. That's what happens in the ladies' room. But I don't need to know what you're planning to do with your boyfriend or you're going to the movies or what you're going to buy. I don't care. I'm not friends with you on Facebook, so I don't read your feed. I don't care. But I don't say anything because I don't want to appear rude. I wish there was an unfollow button in, in real life sometimes. That would be fun. That would be funny. That would be funny for sure. That would be funny for sure. Okay, so now that we've shared very much similarities in our whole coming out process, how long have you been out? With my family, let's see, about, I would say two and a half years. Okay, okay, two and a half years. And then uh, out publicly, I guess? Um, completely um, about a year. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. I'm approaching my year in a month from uh, from right about now. That's, yeah, the last, the yeah. last uh, step for me was to come out at work. Oh, wow. So you were living all aspects of life except for work for a while. Yes. Uh, work was the last place where I came out. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's been very positive for the most part as work business, because it's an office setting, right? Yes, I work in a small office, and um, they have just been totally accepting. Fantastic. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear companies are, are, are pro-trans and transactive, you know, being there to support and understand the fact that, you know, it doesn't affect work. It just affects you know, other things. We're still capable of doing the job. Well, I was really surprised, you know, because I was going to do a slow transition at work. And, you know, my boss came in and he's just like, you know, when you come in uh, tomorrow, just do pick a gender, just do male or just do female. And and were you kind of kind of blending at the time? Yes, I was kind of doing a slow transition. You okay, know. so they finally and, said, just choose. Yeah, just so I was like, okay, fine, and and you know, my boss changed my, um, you know, they call me Caitlin at work, and great, um, they changed my email addresses and that to so that it would say Caitlin, and you know, instead of uh, my born name, and and they've been really um, supportive in other areas of my life, you know, uh, besides work, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. What other aspects of life have they helped? Um, well, actually they, uh, um, really got me motivated to, um, uh, as you podcast, um, the outlet I've chose, um, is writing. Oh, yes, you've mentioned that. You've mentioned that, that you're working on a, on a book specifically, right? Um, I'm actually working on two books. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, one book is my my story, and uh, the other book I'm writing is uh, a fantasy novel um, because I'm a big fantasy nut. And um, But I want to have, a, like, one of the major characters in the book is trance. Perfect. Perfect. That's That's – Beautiful to hear. I I, I, I want to know more about it when it's when it's done for sure. Okay. 
Oh, totally. Sweet, sweet, very sweet. Yeah, I'm I, I'm doing the podcast, and and I'm I'm so early in transition that trying to write my story, the nitpicking good points about the trans story of my life, because everybody's got a life story, yes, but some of it is really freaking boring. You know, you don't need to know about all the non-trans things to to to, to show the trans things, and there hasn't been enough sub- substance there yet to put together a story, but that's in the works. That's in my mind. It's in my plan. So in a couple years, I'll have more to tell, and uh, I, I will I will do that then. So, so that's my creative outlet. So, yeah, I think it's fabulous that everybody that is trans or anybody that's got a sharing story to tell of a journey that you're taking in your life, trans is a very easy one to point out. I'm changing from gender this to that. <laughs> so here's my tale. But there's there's other stories out there of, of you know, born in poverty and reaching richness is, is one of them. I mean, there's total stories of journeys out there. And for people to actually not make the journey, not make it up for like movies, televisions or whatever, or, you know, fiction, but actually live that story and tell it that what I think, that's what I think is awesome. Uh, because it just reverberates the fact that we're all different in our journeys, but they're all similar at the same time. We all have similar struggles. We all have similar fears. I don't know. That common thread of humanity is what's really filling me right now. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'm I'm going off on on a tangent there, Caitlin. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, so so since since it's work, the major question that I I get asked or I hear being asked at, at like some of the support groups here is about bathrooms. How were they at your work facility? It's not like it's a whole new bathroom you're experiencing. It's I mean, I just went to the ladies room the next time I went to Denny's. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not it, that hard. But at work, where you've been walking into one for however long you've been there, and then, you know, this day, you're using the other one. Did you get any flack? No, not at all. Actually, the people have been really supportive, you know. Uh, for the, the longest time, I still used, when I came out at work, I still used the uh, the male bathroom. And then it was like... Even though you were I, presenting female? Even though I was presenting female. Wow. Okay. And it was actually the people I worked with that were like, um, especially this this one girl that I worked really closely with. Um, she's just like, you know, just one day, you know, I got back from the bathroom and, you know, she was just kind of like, you need to start going to the other one. And then I, that was – we talked about it and, and I've been using it ever since and no one ever says anything or – you know, there's, uh, you know, hasn't been any, like, uncomfortable co-worker or, you know, it's just um, just another woman using the bathroom. That's that's perfect. I love, I love pro-trans work stories. That's the best. That's just the best. Because, I mean, as I've said in my show, I'm, you know, I'm the stay-at-home parent right now, so I don't have a, you know, go-to-work per se thing. Uh, but... When our child is old enough to start doing things and attending, you know, uh, either school, formal school, or some sort of, you know, preschool sort of thing, I'm going to look to see if there's something I can do to bring in something just to have a little extra whatever. 
but I know I'm going to be able to do like what, maybe eight hours a week. So it's not a it's a job, but it's not a job where you you know you're spending eight or nine hours there or more if there's overtime involved. So yeah, I, when I hear positive stories about you know business places like that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey there, hi listener. Yeah, that was part one of the conversation. I'm back now. Uh, again, formally, Caitlin, thank you so much for uh, being a guest on the show. Really appreciate it. And we'll hear the second half of your conversation next week. that music we all know what that music means well if you're a first time listener maybe not but you're going to learn that that music means it's time for listener feedback yeah listener feedback okay real quick listener feedback for this episode not a lot at all and that's cool it doesn't have to happen every episode but I like it when it does anyhow um, also another reason is I didn't have a lot of time to go searching out if you left comments and things, so I apologize if you're if you left a, a comment and I'm not recognizing it right now. I, like I mentioned way at the beginning of this episode, I've had a few busy three weeks, so it's uh, hard to keep up on on everything. So anyhow, uh, one of the things I want to mention is as of April eighth, two thousand fifteen, at least in the morning of, <laughs> we have hey. How awesome is this? Post-production. Put it in. Put it in. You know what I need. A dr- no, no, no. What? What are you doing? Come on. Give me what I need. Give me what I need. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, so now since I messed up the timing, let's do it one more time. All right, so I am so happy to say that as of the 8th of April 2015, we have... 116 likes on our Facebook page. Yay! Thank you, everyone who has liked the Facebook page, who has interacted on the Facebook page. Uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, as I'm sure you know, or else you probably wouldn't have clicked on the Facebook page, but enough digressing there. Thank you. It's so awesome to have you guys out there. Wow, okay, we've hit that music time. Wow, okay, all right, time to wrap it up, time to wrap it up. Caitlin, again, thank you so much for being a guest. We're going to hear second part next episode. So that's what we're going to do next episode, is the second part of the conversation. And I'm always looking for topics or guests or, well, I guess that's really it, topics and guests. That's really what I can do on a podcast. So I'm always looking for topics and guests. If you got any ideas, if you'd like to be a guest, get in touch with me and we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. All right. Enough of that. In the words of Jimmy Buffett, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone.
been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Time for outtake. 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 And I said, okay, since they were so similar, I'm going to get her start talking about her coming out to herself. And I bumped the microphone. My computer is jacking up. Decide, depending on how, how uh, that or blah, blah. Well, not regardless of their age, but older trans women, probably women that 30s to our age. Bumped the microphone. All right, here we go. Let's do a test with this in-between microphone I have. Hey, I'm just grateful to have an in-between quick grab-and-go microphone. Welcome to... Yes, what is Changes it? in Latitudes. Oh. A transgender experience. Experience? Hmm. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. She sounds really old. And now, here she is. Okay, let's hope this works. Your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hi! Hello! How are you? Nice to see you! Nice to see you! So grateful to be here. Let's give it up for that band. That's great. Give it up. Give it up. That is Jared W. and the Mark and the Brothers Marks Quintet. I'm actually uh, in the in the house. Uh, I'm using a very very portable microphone and quickly recording this so I can get this out on time. So if there's any weird anomalies, I'm sorry. But it's only for the beginning and the ending of the episode because, as you'll find out in a moment, this episode is a pre-recorded conversation. But before we get to that, I'm going to scratch what I just said and say this again. I promise they're not going away forever. I still got plenty of time to, to or I still got plenty of things to. Okay, hi, hello, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. 
Thank you, Caitlin. We're going to listen to the rest of the conversation next episode. So stick around next week. It'll be out for you. Check it out. And uh, before we before we move along too soon, and I just again want to say thank you. Let's start again. Scratches. Okay, so there it is. Also, I'm always looking for topics or guests or anything that wants to reach out to me. I'm willing to. Let's take that again. And I'm looking. Yeah. That's the end of the show, and always remember this.